And it's another edition of the Lakeland Sports Guys. Good day to you. I'm Tom Carroll along with Chris Cox coming to you from Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. Always a pleasure to have you along with us as we got a lot to talk about. we got Lander basketball. we got baseball that started up on Friday, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Lander ends up with a sweep. We'll tell you about that rivalry game because that was a fun one all the way around, Both the, all three of those days. We've got wrestling in high school. Big weekend for that. It continues again tonight. We'll dive into that a little bit. And, hey, your Gamecocks, Chris, they're ranked. I'm not believing it, but they, they are ranked. <laughs> It's a long time coming, man. It should have been last week or the week before. Instead, it ends up being this week. We'll dive a little into that along with the ladies, uh, both Clemson and Carolina to go along with both of those as well. So a lot to talk about to get things underway. First and foremost, though, we are at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. We invite you to come on by the Cheeseburger Special today. And you can check them out on Facebook. They've got a new Facebook page, Howard's on Main. It'll have the special for each of the days that are there. It'll tell you about the music events that are coming up, which is very helpful. And uh, it'll give you little tidbits uh, into the inside of uh, what goes on here at Howard's as well. This is a busy week coming up. This is homecoming for Lander, I think. So get here, get here early and get your food. And Maybe it'll give you the stuff outside, weather permitting, but uh, we don't ever know how that goes. But, yeah, the new page does have a lot of the music in the – and I love they put the menu specials on there every day, what they've got for, for specials. So check out their page. They do a fantastic job. Well, let's start first and foremost uh, with the high school because it was a great wrestling weekend. Dixie had a match. 96 had a match. Greenwood had a match. And all of them were at home. They All three of them ended up hosting uh, the first and second round of the playoffs to go along with it. All three of those teams had to buy the first round. And then all three just dominated in uh, the second round to go along with that. Greenwood ends up um, with a big win. As they take down Catawba Ridge, who beat uh, Lawrence in the process. But the, the thing that surprised me the most is how dominant they were. They won five of their first six matches to go along with that. Before, you know, and then Bryce comes in and, and, and puts the final touch on it. They really didn't need to wrestle anymore after that. They did. But, I mean, the, game, the match was over after, after Bryce got done in his win. We, we just talked about him the other day, man. It's that that kid. It's hard to believe that a kid that size brings up the re- the rear the way he does with that team. But he's just like that chain that's not going to get broke. Yeah, the the one that you know we know Owen's, Owen Sargent and how dominant he is, and we know he's wild wrestling at that uh, what two twenty class uh, to go along with it. The thing that amazes me is Dax Seaborn. Um, what in football season he was around what two. 15, 220? He's wrestling five. 175. I see, that's crazy. That That is putting – I guess I need to go back over there, but maybe that's where I need to start working <laughs> out at. Because that, that's insane. Now, I, I will tell you that's this because I, I have talked to, talked to them, and they are on that plant-based diet. And if you've seen it or you haven't seen it, you need to go uh, on to uh, Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever – media service that you you are streaming and um uh there's a documentary that has that and it talks about the benefits that they have and i didn't realize that there were a bunch of other athletes professional athletes that have adopted this and that's the reason that they are so good i mean it's it's proven that it works i'll check it out i, I need i just don't know about eating a plant i got plenty in the yard so it's you know it's hard to eat a bean burger <laughs> <It> really <laughs> A <laughs> black bean burger is really, really tough to go along with it. But, um, you know, e- eating vegetables is, is, is good for you. But, uh, you know, there's something about the canine teeth that you have <laughs> that, that just craves that meat. I just don't think, I don't know, man, plant-based. I mean, 
Well, I've already been called a Swifty today, so maybe that's <laughs> what I need to start eating. But <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I mean, I just when you look at it though, and you see it on TV, and you see, and you go to the store, and you actually see what what they're advertising and stuff like that. You're like, oh no, oh no. That's just like when you first started getting the soy burgers from the Dixie. I was like, oh, I'm yeah. never going back here <laughs> because I, I grew up on Dixie cheese, double Dixie cheese, half and half, and stuff. And now it's kind of gone back to the way it was, and, and it's a little bit better. But I'm just not about the soy, so it's gonna be difficult for me. Tom Carroll, we might have to find something else. Well, it's, it's all in the seasoning, <laughs> is what I've been told. So okay, now we we'll can see. work on that. <laughs> we'll we can see work what on happens, that. but uh, and how it's presented—that's that's another thing—is how it's presented. But uh, you know, Greenwood, you look at it uh, for Greenwood. They're what the three seed in this think, yep. uh, on their side of the bracket, and now they get to take on um, um, tonight. They get to take on a. a, a a team from Indian Land who was a sixth seed uh, overall ends up with a big win um, over Lawrence, and in, and now here they come into this. This just be a fun mat, or excuse me, a big win over uh, North Augusta, who was the two seed, by the way, to go along with it. So now they get uh, to welcome Indian Land into, and this this is where the matches start getting harder because after this one, if they win against Indian Land, then they get the winner of uh, Northwestern and uh, Eastside. And that'll be that'll be a match that you, that would be fun to, to watch, you know. Actually, go on is is those two, Eastside and Northwestern. But anytime we get a chance for Northwestern, and we if we can pull it at home, let's take them, man. But let, like I said, let's get past. And you know that was a big surprise that Catawba Ridge and and the Lawrence thing. You know, Lawrence is very very good in wrestling this year, also. And like I said, that was a big win over Catawba Ridge, though. That was huge. So a big win there. So the, we'll see what happens with Indian Land. I'm anxious to. to Find out the details tonight. That'll take place at 6.30. They're expecting the stands to be packed again as they were on Saturday to go along with that. And I'll tell you what, the, the student section has turned out for not only the wrestling but for the basketball as well. That goes to show you how much um, positively a coach can have on their on their students because I noticed on Facebook, every one of the coaches said, all right, students, when you get out and pack those gyms, and, and they did a good job doing it. I mean, every coach. From Coach Box to Coach Baker to Coach Carter and everything else. So, yeah, they got them out. Um, and that's what they should be doing because, like I said, now you're at – I just think it's so cool, though, Tom, that, that as far as Lakelands go, there are that many Lakelands teams that are still fighting or wrestling, we'll say. Yeah, well, let's talk about the other one because – and I want to get into who you think is going to end up going all the way or has a chance to go all the way. But Dixie had a big match uh, as well. They got the bye the first week, and then uh, they were lucky enough to beat uh, Pillion 38-36 to in a tough match. So they advanced. Now they get Chesney, who is the number one seed, the number one team overall in this uh, wrestling tournament. And uh, Chesney had no problem with High Point Academy. 60, or excuse me, 59-15 to was the final in that one. Wow. So they, they were dominant. So we'll see if, if Dixie can hold that off. If they can, that could possibly get a matchup with 96 because 96 has got to take on uh, Liberty, who is the three seed. 96 is the two seed in this tournament. And, um, you know, 96 ended up beating Liberty earlier in the season rather easily. So they should be able to advance in this one. Um, if Dixie can get lucky enough to get by the number one team in the state in Chesney, uh, that would be another 96-Dixie uh, matchup. So we would have a big, huge Lakelands match uh, to go along with that, which you know, a lot of folks would like to see. However, I think it's going to come down to the number one and number two teams in the state with 96 and Chesney. Okay. I think you're probably right there. but yep. 
And 96 had, got the right to advance to the uh, semis here. They had a big win over Abbeville, 35-24 to in this one. So Abbeville gave it all they had. I, I, I think 96 is just as good as we think they are, Tom. We started talking wrestling, you know, back earlier in, in you know, last year, and we're to it now to where they are that good of a wrestling team. And and they should be. They're they're. I mean, they're well represented with with the number of student athletes you got on that wrestling team. I remember days like you say back when you couldn't even pill a team because you didn't have a certain weight class for a certain person. Now it's across the board, and you know what you got to have, and you fill it. So they're gonna be they're gonna be tough. Yeah. So <laughs> well, for for Abbeville, uh, you're gonna have to have the big wins by your big guns. Gavin Calhoun um, is gonna have to have another big one. You're gonna have to look at uh, Kenmore as well. Uh, you know, those two guys are going to have to set the stage early in order to get everybody else involved. You look at 96, though, and they got Ryland Rushton, Hunter <laughs> Simmons, uh, Brad Witherspoon, Ryan Jones, who, by the way, ended up with a pin in 36 seconds on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Jaden Hackett, Frank Taylor, Caden uh, Payne, P.J. Rushton. Do I need to go on? You, that, you, ben I mean, Bolton. You got it, man. I mean. <laughs> and that's what makes them so good. That's what makes this team rank where they rank that, and they deserve it. They work their butts off. So it's going to be fun to see uh, how all that goes, but all that gets underway. I think 6.30 for Greenwood High. Um, Dixie is at 6.15, and I think 96 is at 6.15, correct? If I have to double-check all that and let you know by the time we get out of here. Sounds good. And go along with it. So looking forward to it. Says, uh, Greenwood, though, they get uh, Catawba Ridge here in the second round, so uh, or beats Catawba Ridge in the second round in order to advance. I'm going to ask you this. Of those teams, Dixie, 96, and Greenwood, who has the best chance, or are there multiples that have a chance of actually not only making it to Upper State but possibly winning it all? I think the multiple. I really do. I, I, I've been impressed with '96 from from day one of, of last year when they first started the wrestling, and to now, and uh, and the sheer fact that you can go down, and you can name all those, and you just named off of there. And I know you can do the same thing with Greenwood because you we we've all kind of had our hands in the Greenwood mix, so to speak. Stirring it up, and mm-hmm. I think they're. I think Greenwood is. They're going to be there. I really do. And I, you know, I think Stan alluded to it the other day. The fact that how cool would that be? That the year we celebrate the 50 years of wrestling, we bring that title, that state title home. That would mean a lot to everybody in this area here. And that's why I think that that's one of the focal points that they are looking at. Hey, we started 50 years ago. You know what we can do this year? We can bring it back. And I think that that's something Coach has, has been alluding to, Coach Huntsberger. I know he's had a little say-so with it. And like I said, I think it can be done. But you, you cannot forget about the 96s and the Dixies of the Lakelands because they're going to be there. I think 96 probably has the best shot of going all the way with this one, um, particularly since they already took care of Liberty, who knocked them out last year. But then you've got a Chesney team that is really going to be the challenge for them, probably their biggest challenge of the year so far. In the upper state, and and, uh, and then after that, I, I don't see them. I don't see anybody over in the lower state, uh, Timberland, Buford. I don't see any of them actually competing with those two teams. You know, I just read an article this weekend. Yeah. I don't know where it was from out of Charleston area, but I don't remember what the publication was, but they were talking about that lacrosse and wrestling are your two biggest sports in the low country now over the past five years. And, I mean, 
I remember wrestling now from from that way. It's been, it's been big for years, and I don't know what's the new push to get it back. But I mean, the cross isn't new. I mean, I expect that. But like I said, they're talking about how good the Lakelands are. So, I mean, the Low Country is in wrestling, so we're going to see because somebody's got to come up to play to wrestle '96 Greenwood and the rest of these teams that we hope that we can get in it. Um, like I said, I'd love to. I would love to say Dixie's there, and they they just got to continue to fight. Um, but it's, it is going to be kind of a tough little road to hoe for them to do it. But let's let's hope they can do it, man. Yeah, I hope so. Greenwood's probably got the toughest challenge. Uh, well, Dixie probably's got the toughest challenge, but Greenwood has a challenge here. They've got a, They've got the guns to do it. I like what Coach Mont said uh, in the newspaper after the the match on. Uh, on Saturday, the second round, he ended up saying we needed to clean things up, and, and we're we're getting there. So we cleaned a bunch of it up uh, already. They're going to have to do that, uh, and I expect them to have no trouble whatsoever with Indian Land. Um, it's going to be Eastside, I think, is going to be their next opponent to go along with it for a right to go to the championship. And that's going to be, to me, that's going to be the state championship. Um, down in the low country, you've got uh, possibly Myrtle Beach, um, Lugoff, Elgin, and May River that you're going to have to compete with that are all going that way. So, Never was pretty good to be a newer school. They, they've they've adopted several sports that they're good at, and basketball is another one that they're in. But um, I'm going to tell you, though, Tom, I'm, the Indian land kind of scared me because I, wasn't it last year? Wasn't that who beat Greenwood to put them out? Was it Indian land or was it Eastside? I think it was Eastside okay. that they challenged last year. And that was a heck of a match. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I think – I couldn't remember which one it was, but, I mean, you got to get it by that one first anyway before you can worry about Eastside or whoever they got. But, but we could – we all, who is Eastside wrestling? Eastside's got Northwestern, who is the number four okay. seed in our bracket. So. Then we might not have to worry about it. We just – Northwestern has to do it, and then we'll worry about yeah. whoever we get. So the, the teams that you've got left, um, when you look at it for uh, the bracket in 4A with Greenwood, Greenwood is – the three number three seed overall, you got uh, Catawba Ridge, who is the number eleven seed, and then you've got Northwestern, who's a four seed, and Eastside, who is a one seed, is the one seed overall. Here's where it gets interesting on the two A side: one, two, three, and four all advanced, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was pretty cool. That is that's that's pretty good seeding, Tom. Well, whoever seeded those did a pretty good job seeding the teams. Did a good job. All right, so congratulations to those guys. Uh, like I said. Third round gets underway tonight. Uh, plan on being there or being square because it is going to be <laughs> packed no matter what gym you're in, whether it be Dixie, Greenwood, or 96. I like what you did there, be square. Square mat. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move over uh, to the college side. We've got a lot to talk about that's going on college-wise. Um, and we'll get to the big boys because uh, I know you want to talk about the Gamecocks and what's going on. So we'll, we'll save those for just a little bit here. But first and foremost, let's talk about the Lander Bearcats. Um, we'll start basically with the uh, with the uh, uh, with the ladies. They end up uh, falling again. Their second loss in a row. I didn't expect this at all. They fall to Georgia Southwestern, eighty-one to seventy-two in this one. Taya Gordon uh, had a huge night, twenty-five points. Um, you throw in what Johnson Kelly ended up doing. She had 21 to go along with that. Also was perfect, three from three uh, from behind the arc. But um, another loss for them makes them 7-3 and three now in the Peach Belt Conference, 14-6 and six overall. Uh, 
you know, against a Georgia Southwestern team that is 16 and 2. I think they're, what, 1 or 2? I was say in the two. Peach Belt Conference. I believe they're 2. Uh, they're also 9 and 1 in the Peach Belt Conference right now, but a full two games ahead of Lander now in the standings, a team that they were tied with, what, two weeks ago. We, and like I said, the, the girls have been playing really good basketball, defense, and off, offensively. And then to go down, I mean, like I said, that was a road game, right? It was a road game. Okay. Right? So you go down, and, and like we always say, you got to maintain your home court and. That's what the the other team did, and they beat, they won the game. What was it by nine, ten points? So, it's a it's a game that you got to play a little bit better in. And how'd your new girl do? Your new girl's um, I can't think of her name right off the bat. I keep thinking about the old one, Sarah Cruz. <laughs> Sarah was there, I'm told. So uh, people said that they saw her there. They probably were begging her to put a uniform back on. Even though but she I think it's Langley, or, or yeah, I think it's Langley had 14 points. She had yeah. so. It's always the one that's going to put on offense and defensive side. So she had a lot of. Probably some rebounds and steals and assists. So, but yeah, that, that's a game. You know, Tom, you go in and you're close to them record-wise, and you're maybe a couple two seeds behind them. And I mean, that doesn't hurt you there as if it had been at home and you lost at home to that team right there. You know that you're going to eventually get another game back up here or in the tournament against them. So, you get them on neutral court, neutral site. That's when you got to really play your best basketball and win that game. So uh, we had, uh, what, three girls in double figures. We mentioned Tanya. You had Johnson Kelly. Also, uh, Langley ended up being a big part of that with 14 to go along with it. And then, really, everybody else just contributed defensive-wise. And, so. and, what, a couple of weeks ago we were sitting where they had five five mm-hmm. girls in the, off the starting lineup in the, in the leading bench or leading in scoring. Yeah, it surprised me, though. They had uh, only 10 second-chance points. I mean, you know, that number has been up there close to 20, 18, 19, yeah, 20 most of the season. So, you know, give credit to Georgia Southwestern. They played a lot of defense. They're good. That's, they're, they got the right they should have probably. So, good basketball team, but not a bad road loss. So. No, not to that team. And then uh, looking at the guys, uh, second half rally, number 18 Lander gets up with a big win over Georgia Southwestern in this one, the final 73-70. to 70. And this was uh, this is one of those fun ones that you like to watch. And that, you know, three point road wins great. Um, I I think the boys like. I think Omar and the boys like to have that ranking beside that that name, and they're starting <laughs> to play really well with it. Um, and sometimes that's what it does take. Um, and like, how many did you have in double figures in this? We one? had four in double figures okay. this time around. So that's a, that's that's a little bit better than it's been being. Like I said, it's been we, we're we're producing the ball. We're we got a lot plenty of assists. We're, we're rebounding the double out of basketball for one. And just, I mean, that's what it takes to win games, and they're winning. That's a big road win right there. And it's, it's been different names that have done it defensively. This time around, it was Philip Burwell who ended up with some big defensive plays to go along with it, had two take a, takeaways to go with it, and um, had a block shot in the process as well, three steals. I mean, it's not just one person that's doing it. It's, it's uh, you know, somebody every different time. Well, like, like you said, that's POTs. That's points off turnovers, and, I mean, that's huge. And that's every game I'm seeing a different guy leading the way with the steals that sets up the points, and that's what you really want in basketball. And I and I can tell you, Omar is smiling awful big today. <laughs> so they'll continue on uh, their next game, if I did my homework correctly. Um, their next game is uh, South Carolina Buford. Oh. So and that's Wednesday coming up, 730. Is that here? You know, I think it is. Okay. Um, just well, I was going to let the people know it's not in Buford. If it is, it's in Bluffton. <laughs> so if you go, if you go, don't go to Buford. Go to Bluffton to the the campus there. 
Yeah, I'll have to double check on it. But I know it's University of South Carolina. I think, I think it's home because they've been on the road all week. Yeah, um, I think it's at home. So it's a home game, yeah. So go along with that. And then um, softball got underway this week. The ladies ended up splitting the the week in the process of all that. And uh, under a new coach uh, as well, you know, Coach Caldwell or Cheswell, Cresswell ended up uh, going ahead and, and moving on to bigger and better things. And now he's, you know, got a new guy at the helm. And it'll be interesting to see how things change. You always wonder when you get a new guy at the helm, how the pitching's going to be, because, you know, pitching was big for the ladies last year. Um, they also hit the ball really well also under Coach Cresswell. So, you know, new, new coach coming in, we're going to see how they do. I think, first of all, we've got to look at the pitching and see what, what they do as far as peach belt-wise. Um, if, if it's basically the same as we had last year, they'll be okay. Um, if we need to get things going, then we're going to have to hit the bats and, and instead of relying on the pitching. But... Um, like I said, it's his first year for this guy. We got to give him a shot and see what he can do with it. Who knows? He he may start season out ten to zero. I mean, but they took on a tough Lenore Ryan team, ten seven the first game. Uh, they end up losing nine to one in the second game. Um, being the process, Lenore Ryan's just loaded. They're loaded year in and year out. It, it, it's a tough matchup going against those guys. And the first game was ten. They had ten runs first game. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's exciting then, Tom. Because like I said, you talk about Lenore Ryan, you think about the pitching that they do have up there. That's what makes that team so good. So I'm trying to look. Uh, Coker College, uh, Coker oh. University now, I'm sorry. Cool. <laughs> along with it, uh, it's going to be their next opponent tomorrow, 2 o'clock. And I believe that one is, uh, again, going to be over there in the complex. At the Dolny. At the Dolny. Well, next to the Dolny. Oh, next to the Dolny. That's right. That's so right. If, you went, if you went Saturday mm-hmm. to see the, the, the baseball play or to see the softball play, you got to see two games. You did. You got to see the softball as well as the baseball. And congrats to Lander. They end up sweeping Erskine three games to none in the process of this. Usually Erskine has won either the first or the second and has been a grudge match for the third one. This time, uh, Lander started out kind of slow in that first game. Um, we got to watch that portion of it and, and saw them come back with a big win. They ended up dominating again uh, kind of the same way. You know, the last six innings, the Erskine couldn't do much of anything, and Lander just kept advancing and building on the lead. And then here uh, on uh, Saturday, 13-8, the final in this one. Um, when's the last time Lander was 3-0? and it's you got to go back a few years. You do because, like you say, it's Erskine who we normally start out with. But I was impressed on Thursday, Tom, with the long ball. You know, Sam was alluding to the fact that it was pretty cool out there, and, and everybody knows how that bat and that hands feels in that cold weather. But Lander had two home runs in that first game, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what they did the other two games going in, but I mean that is two big. That's three big wins over a team that you don't beat every time you play them. And I mean that sets them up pretty good for when they do start, you know, league play in the Peach Belt. I mean, um, and I'm excited for it because I mean well, I know who's more excited. Than I am Coach Burke because <laughs> it's a great start. It's and I think gr- pitching pitching was pretty well this weekend. So I'm trying to look to see uh, home run wise where they are. Well. I can tell you, you know, in the second they scored three runs, two runs in the third, two runs in the fifth, um, four runs in the sixth, and then one each in the seventh and eighth, and then just a matter of shutting them out in the ninth and closing it out and going home. But uh, (laughs) 11 hits to eight Lander had uh, in 
in that game on Saturday. Uh, granted, Erskine had three errors to go in the process of all of that, but uh, they didn't have any errors at all in the first two games. Erskine didn't. So They're going to be tough in that Conference Carolina style. They're, uh, they're, they're going to be one of the teams they're going to probably pick at the bottom of the barrel, but they're going to be they're going to be tough for some teams in that in that conference because that's got a lot of really good baseball teams. All right, I'm looking at who pinched. Uh, Hence pitched four innings. He was the one that uh, on Saturday had a big one. He had three hits, allowed five runs, four error, four earned runs. Um, had three base on balls, three strikeouts to go along with that. And see who took over after him was Hyde. Ended up pitching an inning as well, allowing uh, two hits and two runs in the process. And then uh, Pazels came in and uh, pretty much closed it out after that. That's where we. That's where the last couple of years has been problems is from starting pitcher going out to middle reliever coming in and getting him to that setup guy, the closer in there. And I, that's well done there. But there, there was still what even the the guy they brought in in the. Sixth or seventh inning gave up what two hits you said and a I run. Think so yeah. So we got to shut that door down, Coach Burke, and uh, keep that from happening. But like I said, that's three big wins over. over I consider them a rival. I mean, they're right across the road, basically from us here. Sorry, twenty up minutes down the road yeah, is definitely so a rival. They're a rival. But the thing that gets me with Ur, well, not with Erskine, but with Lander, is they've come out and they've always had good starts to their games. I mean, the one Thursday was let's just shake the rust off, and then after that they were fine. Um, and they were the same way on, on Friday, same way on, on Saturday they came out. They were they were fine. They get off to a good start. The thing that has plagued them over the last, what, five years that we've been watching them yeah. has been the you get to that sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth inning, and you get to that portion of it, and all of a sudden those leads just evaporate, and that's where they end up struggling to, to, to close it out, to finish it off. That's what I was. That's what I'm saying. From starting pitcher to that middle relief guy, and being able to close it out, Tom. That's what that's those yeah. innings we're talking about, like six, seven, and eight, and then close it out. Get it. Get the show, get your you know save in that situation. But um, a little bit better this past weekend. So they've started off pretty well, and then they've got to continue to do it because it doesn't get any easier from here. Not, not at all. But looking forward to seeing uh, how things end up for them uh, overall. The start of the season off to a good start. We'll see how they do. Got another big one coming up here midweek. Cook is a very tough team, by the way. I had a couple of cousins play ball with them, but they were pitchers. And for some reason, that one little school down that one little area right there have always been a very good team. And they're a university now. You told me so. I've always thought of Coker College. Yeah, Coker's. So. Uh, and the thing with Coker is they got they get a lot of guys. That end up going to Division One after what two three years and and, and go that route, but they they pull from like Sumter, Florence. I mean they're 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 pulling from in and around that area. Some of the Columbia folks as well, even some of the Charlotte crowd. They do. I mean anywhere that interstate goes by, Orangeburg's one of the big contributors to them also. But um, like I said, they they've always had a really good pitching staff, and uh, I haven't followed it that school in a while so i don't know what they're coming in with but coach burke will be ready um i just think that they're probably really happy with the way the weekend went and start over today i know practice will be fun <laughs> there's a big celebration friday or saturday night i'm sure i'm sure that. overall yeah probably said guys don't worry about it let's clean up and go home no practice on monday no, we'll he's, he's practicing today. <laughs> I know him. I know him well enough to know. They probably they might have got one in early this morning too. By the way. So. All right. 
Well, let's turn to the round ball and uh, go to the big guys, uh, the big guns as of right now. We'll start with the Lady Gamecocks, who started off slow. It was one where it's like pulling teeth watching the beginning of this one. I mean, uh, at the end of the first, it was, what, 17-15? And they didn't really have a lead or or any kind of lead until it was like 10-9 or 10-7, I think it was, at one point. Yeah, in the I middle mean, of the first. Yeah, this is a. I mean, this was a. Tom, I'm telling you, these teams at SEC are better than their records. You know, what was it, Ole Miss sixteen and six, mm-hmm. something to that effect. I had a question, and Sam's not going to be here for it. Um, and I'm a little surprised by it, but our leading scorer in the game, of course, was Cordoza. Um, but I hear she's going to be gone for two weeks because she's playing in the Pan Am games or something like that. So we're not going to have her for two weeks. I mean, so somebody's got to step up to the plate and take care of that. And I look at her stats. She was 17-4 and three. She was six for 10 from the field. That's solid. That's that's getting you your points to win and it ended up being a pretty good win, 85. So two, what, 56. But that team defensively that we just beat, I mean, they're, they're a good basketball team. So... I'm curious who would who would you have that would fill in for? Uh, Watkins is probably one of the ones I'm thinking is going to do it. But I mean, like you said, you lose her at four when you put her there. I mean, because she had a double double. Watkins had eleven, ten, and one, and was four for five. Um, and then, like I said, you're going to have the thing is one good thing about it, Tommy, is if Watkins goes to the center, then Full Wally can come in to play a forward spot. She's a guard, but she can come in and play a forward spot. She's that energetic. Uh, she's spasmatic, as I call it. But um, and then you're gonna have Bree Hall is gonna stay at the guard spot. My girl Pow Pow. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to stay a guard, and she'll stay a guard. But she's also got enough height to where she could move up to a, a small forward if she needed to. Um, I think it doesn't really matter. I think the thing is that we worry about then is what kind of defense do you play if you don't have Cordoza in the game. And I just happen to see that she she's gonna be gone for a couple weeks for the Pan Am games or whoever she's playing with in those games. And I just. It's kind of a decision. I'm just did did Don know about it, or did it just get thrown <laughs> upon her? Because I know how Don is about you know you're going to play. We we need you to play, and I mean we we're at the point that we got to have you. And I didn't see any press release about it. I hadn't seen Don speak on it, so I, I don't know what she's going to think about it. But I saw that last night on news. So we'll see. But it's still a good win at home. So and I was glad to see the McCormick Chiefs boys decide they want to go see the girls play. <laughs> <laughs> I were, sent you that. They were in the they were in the house, uh, packed house to go along with it. So not a seat. No. It was a packed so, house too, yeah. by the way. It was it was, and like I said, you had all the girls scoring. I mean, I love the fact that Full Wally loves to play and come off the bench. She doesn't want to start right now. Fourteen one and one, and I mean, she could have had more than that. She went in there wide open as usual, like she does. But Tahina Pow Pow is one that had had a little bit of Michi Johnson-itis, so to speak, because she hadn't been in double figures in a while, and she had 11-3-3. But my thing was was the percentage of free throws that we did shoot. Like I said, 60% for Cadoza, you know, 75% for Watkins. And, I mean, mean, that's good shooting, and that's, that's where you get your points from. Well, here's Don Staley, what she had to say uh, following the win over uh, Mississippi State. Donna Ashland, second straight start, second straight double double. Um, looking at her, maybe being a permanent part of the lineup, or is that what's still way way off the table? You know, when when you um, when you're a starter, you you get the benefit of the doubt. I mean, Ashland's been coming, you know, and I think Ashland can provide that um, no matter where she is in the lineup, you know. But she makes it really hard. I mean, we 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 see. Uh, her contributions and we see her, you know, just her elevated play with with more minutes um, is really encouraging. So 
whatever way that we go, and we'll probably just go back with Chloe once Chloe gets her, you know, fully hev uh, healthy. Um, because if the tables were turned and Ash was the starter, um, she would get the benefit of the doubt. Uh, Coach, Ashlyn was in here earlier talking about how she feels like she's looking to score now, and that's part of why she's being more productive on the offensive end. How do you see her wheels turning there now um, as opposed to where they were at the end of, or beginning of the season? Well, wheels are turning because we, we're turning them. I mean, we want her to score. There's no question that uh, she rebounds the basketball. She defends you know, like no other. I think the, the, the one element that's missing in her game is just consistently scoring and we are being very calculating and giving her the ball and see what she does with it I mean she's got to familiarize herself with with spots on the floor where she could be effective offensively and that takes experience and this is this has been great and I will just you know announce that Camilla will will go um, with her national team tomorrow or tonight I believe okay she'll return um, next week, so she'll miss Missouri and she'll miss UConn. In the back, Matt. Hey, Coach, speaking of Ashlyn and all that, just does it ever get old as a coach? I mean, these are Ashlyn and Lay are two players, local players. Does it ever get old watching them go out there now for you and have moments like that and games like this, even if maybe Ashlyn isn't always ready for that that <laughs> lay pass? Um, it, it doesn't. You know, we we work really hard recruiting both of them, like locally, our all of our local talent. We want them to stay here. So we forge relationships with them and we envision, we envision the two of them playing together, playing a lot of minutes together, playing, you know, their their entire careers here. And they're doing a great job with filling each other out. I know Lay catches Ashlyn off guard a lot to the point where Ashlyn should stay ready. Um, and then I think they had a little argument out there on the floor. Um, but that's to be expected. Lay expects her to catch all of her passes and um, Ashlyn expects Lay to shoot him so she can get the rebound if she misses. <laughs> All right, so you have a little bit of Don Staley. Um, and, you know, much to what you had said, you're right on. She's going to end up playing a lot for Cadoza next two games. I forgot about Chloe was even hurt. I I definitely didn't even I, – I watched a little bit. I didn't watch the whole game yesterday, Tom. But I, I watched enough, and, and I like what she said because she's talking about the element of having the, the two girls from the Columbia area. Next year, there's three. Mm -hmm. Joyce comes in next year. Joyce Edwards, which is going to be a phenomenal. I'm going to say she may be better than Paul Wally. Really? That's a big statement, but I mean, I, and I can't wait. But I noticed one thing I noticed was on, she was talking about percentage, high percentage. Four for five, you don't get much hotter than that because that means you're laying it up or you're, in her case, maybe slamming it. She had an open slam yesterday, but the girl got the, she kind of caught the corner on it and she she just, she didn't try to keep going and get a foul or anything. She passed it off to Paul Wally, and she made the basket. And so, like I said, she's got double-doubles going. And, I mean, this whole team's ready to play. And, and you know, Stan talks about this year. Man, I'm thinking about George Edwards and this team next year. I don't know what's going to happen because um, I think Bree is only a junior. So, <laughs> this team is going to be really loaded next year. I'm still thinking they need that one game that's going to put them and, – and it was like the other week, I mean, when they had the close game in Auburn or wherever it was. LSU. LSU, well, LSU, they, I mean, it was a good game, but there was one of the games they played in the last two weeks that they were, they played out of their mind and they had to come way back to win that game. I want to think it was Auburn, but because LSU, Bayou Barbie and all of that, you know, trash they got talking about <laughs> down there, but, and Kim Mulkey and her different sweaters she wears and stuff like that. I mean, that's just, 
this is a good basketball team, Tom, and I love the way they're playing together. Nobody's got to be held above the other. And, I mean, I love the fact, you know, Phil Wally, I, I wouldn't mind starting, but I'm okay coming off the bench and, and Watkins, you know, she realizes she played because Chloe's out. So, whenever Chloe gets back, Ashton's probably going to come off the bench for a little while. And she, they're okay with their role. They have that role, and they're, they're doing great. So, all right. So, Cadoza, the reason she's missing is because she's going to join her Brazilian team for the Olympic qualifying tournament. I just happened. I, I used the old Pan Am game. <laughs> I couldn't remember what country. I, I didn't. I, I should have remembered she was from Brazil, but they all, a lot of times, they combine their teams up to play because they don't have enough from each country to play. But Dawn's okay with it. So, if Dawn's okay. She seems with to it, be, uh, okay. you know, it's two games. You got uh, Missouri. Um, which will be a little bit of a challenge. But you got UConn, who is facing a lot of injuries right now. Yeah. Not the team that we were hoping coming into the matchup with those two guys on Saturday. I still would like to have her for the, <laughs> for the Connecticut game. But like I said, hopefully – and here's the key, Tom. We're, we're hoping Chloe's back for that. I, I think I did see where she'll be reevaluated on Thursday or Friday. Um, and we need her back for that game. I'll go ahead and say that right now. So – all right, uh, so congrats to the ladies there. Uh, big win still remain number one in the polls as of right now. Polls came out for the guys, and all of us kept to watch for it this morning as to what it was going to be, particularly after the 72-62 win at Georgia that took place on Saturday. And, uh, of course, the big win on Tennessee earlier in the week helped out a bunch. But um, number 15 as of right now in the AP poll, coaches poll has them at number 20. Uh, too high? Or just right. You know, here's the thing, Tom. I mean, I felt like two weeks ago they should have – after the Kentucky went home, I felt like that was the game. They should have pushed them over the top. And then, when, like, you and I were looking at – we were actually looking at the actual rankings. And I don't have them put up right now. But where they put them was basically where they about had to. Because, like I said, they've already beat Kentucky. I think Kentucky's 16, 17. 17. Yeah. So, Alabama's like 18 or we're right in there. And they've beaten them. So, they placed them – Periodically, where they needed to. I think it's. I was thinking we would go in maybe at nineteen twenty somewhere in there, but the like I said, the way that we played the last two or three weeks, that's where they had to put us. When we, you can't rank us really below teams we've already beaten, and that's what they had to look at there too. So, but um, like I told you, going to Stebbin to play a Georgia team, that that I watched the game. I tell you what they've done to make it not so dark that you need flashlights in that place. <laughs> <laughs> They've got the same stadium lights like you have at a football game. So it's got like the ecliptic, like I said, if somebody's going to have a seizure in the place. But, um, and they just blinked the whole time now, and that was even worse for coaches. I can see Lamont Perry's like, get this out of my face, kind of like when we do ours right here on stage. But um, big win there. Raheem is still a guy that we just don't play that well against. Um, and he came in and played a really good game. Uh, they put that, that that one kid, Kane, mm-hmm. the little white boy with the man mun, that I, I wanted him to get together with Studi and then rotate the pictures of the heads or their man muns <laughs> and stuff. That kid could not miss. I mean, he, he was three for three from three, his first three attempts. And, I mean, two Georgia of them. Georgia was just on fire the first. Uh, two like of them were from, like, here to the door. I mean, there were threes. And I'm like, dude, why is he even shooting them? And okay, never mind. Um, but we didn't, we didn't fall into the trap. Um, and for the first time this year, our freshman stepped up and said, nope, I'm getting my points first. And that's Colin Murray Boyles, who played a heck of a game, 16-5-4, and 7-9 from the field. Um, that's probably his best shooting all year. 
Talon Cooper. I think Talon's the guy that's really wanting to take it if Michi's not having that game. Talon Cooper's, okay, I'm ready to take it over. Let's go. You know, 10-3, 8-rebound. I mean, 8 assists, excuse me. 8 assists for Cooper. And then there's Michi, 11-4-3. First game back in double digits. I mean, in double digits. And, actually scored this time around. That's what I'm saying. So. First time in double digits in three weeks, two weeks. Um like I said, eleven four and three, um, BJ nine one and one four and eight from the field, which was big, and big Josh Gray. I mean, he came off the bench, you know, and fifteen eight and one seven for nine from the field. That's what we got to have there, and that's that's the guys that we don't always expect to score from, Kyler Murray Bulls and Josh Gray. I mean, <laughs> everybody knows where I go. Anyway. I, so I'm sitting at Hooters <laughs> watching the Georgia game. So I've hit to hell with Georgia two or three times, and the guy's like, "Man, this is our place." I said, "Man." <laughs> <laughs> this is this is Augusta, Georgia. This ain't Athens, buddy. Calm down. And next thing I know, he turns his beer over because he's so upset about things. And I'm like, cut him off. <laughs> so we're just talking. I'm done hit my to hell with Georgie four more times by this time. And this guy comes in and he's like, you got his Carolina hat on, and I got my Gamecock shirt on, and he's sitting in here. And we're just talking. He said, man, I got season tickets. And and after about a two minute conversation, I got and you just guy didn't know anything about Colonial Life Arena. I was like, I don't know who this guy's trying to pull. And we were just watching the game. They have no idea what you and I do for, you know, what we do here. And he was just trying to fill my head up with all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, stop. Stop. <laughs> I said, what road do you sit on at CLA? And he told me, and I'm like, been nice talking to you, man. And so me and Willie got up and left because this guy was so full of junk. And I didn't want to get into it with him because it was getting that serious. <laughs> but anyway, great game, great, great win on the road for the Gamecocks. Um, now, though, we were talking about the ranking. Now, do we keep that same intensity as a team? You're going to have to, particularly in the second half. I mean, my game balls basically went out to the same you did, Colin Murray, Boyles, Josh Gray. But the team, uh, I gave the you know third team ball to, to, the, to the defense, uh, 22 points in the second half. That's what you've done all year long. You've seen what you can do in shutting down a team, particularly that beats you and is very good offensively. You're going to have to keep that, particularly going in, uh, what, to the last uh, week and a half, two weeks? That's what I was asking. I mean, you got like five more games left. Would we Would we rather – and I know, look, we've talked about it the last two weeks. You need to rank him because that is exactly what the committee looks at when they are assessing the, the tournament, the big dance, who gets in, who gets out, who's going to be NIT, who's not. And for some reason, this is what they focus on a lot more than they probably should. For the first time, as Stan likes to say, your quad rankings, they were out today. Mm-hmm. And as far as, like, South Carolina, we don't have any quad one wins yet. I don't know how because you've got Kentucky, <laughs> you got Tennessee, Tennessee. you've got Georgia. Now, I, I don't know, but there again, we had to have one of the two, the quad wins, or we had to have the ranking. So They were top ten teams that you maybe were, How could you not? I just, I, and that's what – that's the one I wanted to talk I, – I, that's who I want to interview is, like, what do you go by more, ranking or do you go by your quad wins? And who decides what quad wins are? ACC is totally different. I looked at their quad wins today also. So, Clemson's in basically the same boat Carolina is. Um, but we got the ranking. We've been wanting We've been feeling like we've been just pooped on all year long by not getting that ranking. <laughs> now, as a game nation, we got to hold it. And uh, we got a couple of big games coming up, and we got to continue to win and play hard. And defensively, it's where we're going to continue to win games. The so. thing, too, is uh, your rival fan, ba- fan base uh, is, is rooting for you now. I mean, oh, yeah. and that that's something I think that is really cool. That is cool. And and that's I, I think it's reciprocated too though. I mean I, I, 
I think that all in all, as a whole, we, we want to see the, the teams that are really good teams get in. We're tired of seeing the same Kentuckys and things like that. And you know, Tom, I never thought I'd ever say I feel bad for Calipari, but he acts like he's forgot how to coach basketball. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, <laughs> he I, might have. I watched Kentucky night. That was a crazy game against Tennessee, by the way. Number five, Tennessee, <laughs> going two up and just—I'm talking about routing them. That was a route. <laughs> so, all right. Well, here is a post-game interview with Lamont Paris. Uh, what he had to say after the big win uh, at Georgia by going to the zone. They were less aggressive in terms of driving. We have some built-in. There's two things that we have built in to when we play zone against a team that drives. You have built-in support system, right? And then you have a built-in uh, 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 like extension of your defense, which makes passing lanes seem not quite as available, just if you have length. Um, you know, Zach does a great job on the top. Collins great in the middle. Um, you know, Josh did a really good job down there at the bottom of it. And, you know, when we, when we run that lineup, uh, we got pretty good length and size. Talon at 6'4 on one of the wings. So I thought that – I thought the zone, moving to the zone was impactful. Now, Josh and Colin both had <coughs> one big scoring days. Helped you into, I think, five points. What was your overall assessment of how your team you know, kind of played inside today? Yeah, I thought it was great. We, we did a much better job in this game. It was part of our game plan. It was part of our game plan last time, too, so I don't want to make it sound like I'm some sort of genius but because uh, Lord knows I'm not. But we did a better job of uh, attacking the ball screen to the roller, and then, and then he had to make some plays. You know, so oftentimes you saw Josh or Colin in particular, or BJ even sometimes, at the, at the top of the free throw line area with the ball, and he had to make a play. And those guys did a good job of finding each other. Um, I think we just did a better job even of getting out of the ball screen and finding the rollers. Um, they, they, they probably got a couple offensive stick backs too. But a lot of it just was the fact that we were making good decisions out of the ball screen and finding guys that were available. Yeah, so there you have Lamont Paris, and it kind of goes to what you had said. Can they continue that on? Uh, it's almost like a light bulb went off. It's going to depend, too, I think, on the caliber of player that they're going up against. I still like the fact that they were – trying to think of my wording here. <laughs> Mr. Coley's right. I don't want to get kicked out of his place. But they've been pissed off for the past couple of weeks because they haven't been ranked. Now you're ranked 15th. Now you got it. Now it's your turn to come in and do it. I can listen to Coach Ferris talk all day because when he's talking about the roller, he's just talking about pick and rolls and stuff like that. I mean, I talked about Abdul Rahim. He had 20 points. The, he was the guy that got those pick and roll plays, and they were easy for him. Uh, the ones that won the game for us is is Nick Thomason, who was four out of 12 from three and still firing. Uh, my butt, what's the one that we always love? Chua. Uh, Richie Chua, whatever, T-C-H, whatever, E-Y-E-W. Um, four out of 12. Nobody had a really good game except for that Kane kid who was like, I don't know, six out of eight from three. So he had 18 of the points. But road win, uh, we don't play well at Stedman very often, and we played really well the other night. I was a little surprised it was only a 10-point game. All right, so tomorrow night they end up, um, what, Mississippi? Yes, sir. We Ole get, Miss. We get Ole Miss, and it's a, they're a pretty good basketball team record-wise also. So. And then Saturday you go uh, <laughs> in your home against Vanderbilt. So two games uh, back at CLA. And and 
last week I was worried about the Tennessee to the Georgia. Um, you got to worry about Ole Miss because they are a pretty good basketball team. Um, and Vanderbilt's a team that is, for some reason now, like Missouri, have just lost all ability to play basketball. I don't know if it's injuries that's caused it or what, but um, I saw a stat about Missouri, a team that we played, what, basically two weeks in a row. They've lost – they're 0-9 in conference now. And they can take us for the two losses in conference, but they've gotten to where they can't score either. I mean, I, it's just crazy that we played those teams <laughs> both two weeks ago, and we, they gave us both games, one overtime there, and then, you know, a 10-point one at home for us. But, I mean, that's what SEC, ACC plays like now. So we better be ready to play ball. We wanted a ranking. We got a ranking. I can tell you what, as quickly as we, we moved to 15, I watched the rankings all year. And we watched them every weekend. And there's been that team around that 13, 14 rank that has fallen all the way out. I saw New Mexico went back in because um, St. John's went out. So, we got to be ready to play basketball. Luckily, we do have home games. Good thing. Got to defend that CLA. See what happens. All right. uh, Moving on uh, to the ladies' side once again. Go up to them, their hills, as you like to say. And, um, you know, I I can't believe I'm giving credit to Amanda Butler, but they've won three in a row (laughs) against Division I teams. They ended up beating Boston College, Wake Forest, and then they come around and they end up with a big win over Virginia this weekend, 75 to 69. So they are almost back to 500. They're 11 to 12 as of right now. However, they're still 4 and 7 in the ACC. All right, let's be easy with you on this one because, like I said, it's, we've joked about it a whole lot. Um, Amanda's listening to what, what, I've got, what I've got to say, so I'm kidding. Um, they're playing basketball, Tom. They've gone back to simple math- – I'm going to say mathematics, equations, let's say. Their star players are doing what they do as star players. Amari Robinson – now, don't laugh when I tell you this. I think Amari Robinson could be up for player of the year in the ACC. And I'm not like. No, I agree with you on that. Um, and I think it's her. And then you got Deshante Harris. They call her Day Harris for short. Um, like I said, she had 23, 9, and 8. That's almost a triple-double, Tom Carroll. From not necessarily a bench player, but Robinson just started. And she was, what, 19, 8, and 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruby Whitehorn. Um, how about Mackenzie Kramer, who's a girl you don't see a lot of times on the floor, but she had 13 points the other day. And uh, like I said, Ruby was nine, nine and two. Seven bench points for the Tigers and 15 bench points for Virginia. Virginia had nobody really in double figures other than uh, Sam Bruel and Kaya Moore Johnson, who did, who is a freshman, by the way. That's a freshman to look out for next year if she stays at Virginia. But it's a game you had to win, Tom. Yeah, it was on the road, but they're 10 and 12. Yeah, they're two and nine in the ACC. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, you got Clemson, who's eleven and twelve. I mean, so you you, you needed that win, um, and I think they're getting it done with defense too. I think they. I'm not going to say Amanda Butler watches a lot of Donald Staley basketball, but you're starting to see a little bit of that up at Little John up there. But um, I thought it was funny, kind of funny. They both played Virginia this weekend, the girls and the guys. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, when I saw when I saw that last night, I started to just text you and hit you up and say, "Man, you see I what's saw happening? It last night. You see what's happening up there since I've joined that group?" And so, um, I, I'm not going to take the claim. Be rad, going to give it to me. Uh, me and Amanda Butler, we turning things around in Clemson. Right. I mean, you better look out for them. Amanda Butler, five and two now against Virginia, <laughs> as of right now, zero and four last uh, four meetings against the Cavaliers, Lady Cavaliers. Um, but they have, you know, rebounds a uh, big part of that. Forty-one to thirty, they had twenty-six defensive to fifteen offensive, as well. So I mean, you know, it just all around decided to play a really good team. 
Well, I mean, they've probably gotten the scoring where it should be, like yeah. I said. And I'm not going to be stunned if Amari Robinson's not player of the year and in, in the, the ACC women's basketball side, too. All right, uh, so with that win, uh, they don't play again until Thursday. They get to go down to Miami to uh, Gables, and, and uh, that should be a fun one February 8th. That'll be a 6 o'clock game. That's closer to where she where she came from anyway. Yeah, close to. Jacksonville. So. Well, we'll see. There's there's not many games left. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven games left. And that's what you have to do. You have to close, man. I mean, I'm not, I want to get them back at home again. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, Miami uh, Thursday, they'll face Miami again uh, come the end of February as well on the 25th. So. Miami's pretty good um, on the girls' side. Too. Yeah, and they got to face Notre Dame, too, coming up oh. on the 22nd. Now, that could be one we have to worry about. And Florida State. Yeah. They'll look close it out with, at Florida State, of all things. So We'll see where they end up. Uh, guys, let's talk about the men <laughs> for, the, for, for Clemson. Uh, Tigers, as of right now, uh, I don't know. I struggling defensively, big time struggling, particularly late in ball games. Sixty six, sixty five. They played really good defense in the last what fifteen seconds. Ended up forcing a, a wild shot with about six seconds remaining, um, and then you get the ball, you take it down, and instead of driving the lane or at least trying to draw a foul, you pull up for a three point shot. Um, that, that's one. Now look. I depend Brad Brown all the time, and that's one I, I would question a little bit and say, Coach, you had a timeout. Are you, would you not have rather taken a timeout and set up a play you want? Because you didn't need the three. You you only needed the point. Um, so I, that was the one thing I would just criticize him on in that game and the guy who ends up with the ball. I know when you're trying to inbound the ball, it's difficult to get the ball inbound, but um, why that one was even there to even take that shot, just, that's kind of funny to me, but – all in all, it's a game, Tom, that you – I feel like you had to, you needed to win. You, you should have won. It's, it's a home game and you let one slide, and that, that hurts you there now. I'm not going to lie about that. that but how many one-point games have we been on the, the losing side of and haven't learned from? I mean, I count three, Duke being one of them. i tell you what, what, I, what I didn't realize going into that game, and I didn't even think about it, was that they were playing Tony Bennett – and he's been there a long time at Virginia, and their their record is what seventeen and five. They're a good basketball team, <laughs> and I, I just was stunned by the outcome of the game. I mean, the way it went down, the way it ended, is just phenomenal, and it hurt. Have you got Brownell's press conference? Because he's gonna be he's gonna be heartbroken. <laughs> All right, here's Brad Brunell, what he had to say uh, after the game and the one point loss to the Cavaliers. Um, man. Hard one. Um, we've had several here lately, so challenging. But uh, <coughs> what a good basketball game. I thought two teams just played so hard. Um, scoring was hard to come by. Uh, give credit to Virginia, their staff and players on a good road win. Um, they're playing very good basketball right now. Um, Obviously, Groves' threes and, and those points are huge. Uh, Miner's doing a really nice job physicality, defensively, and rebounding. I think Tony's found something with that, obviously, here recently, and that's helped him. Um, proud of my guys. I, th I just thought we played very hard. Um, you know, Virginia does an unbelievable job. They're, they play a very grinding style. Um, they wear you down with their offense, and uh, you, you've got to sustain uh, in a game like that with them. And, and 
you know, when you're not making shots and you're not getting any energy uh, and it, you don't make shots, the crowd doesn't help you as much, it's, it's, it becomes hard. Um, but I thought our guys just kept fighting and, uh, you know, we finally would make a couple in a row and then Virginia answer and uh, then we'd have a, another little drought and they'd build a little lead and we'd battle back. And um, obviously we had a pretty good look at the top of the key to win that, that didn't go in. So, um, again, we're a basket short. It's happened to us about three times in the league now. So uh, we just got to hang in there, keep keep working. Um, but, again, I'm really proud of the effort. And, uh, you know, the other thing is the quality of play. I know, like, without when, when there's a bunch of missed shots, maybe the quality doesn't look as good. But for us to only have four turnovers, uh, for Virginia to only have six, you got teams on both ends of the court that are executing their stuff and defenses that are fighting their tails off against you. And, and uh, you know, it, it really – just pretty well played game on both sides. Um, again, I love the fact that we attacked the basket. We got we had more free throws than Virginia, which was hard to do. Um, so I thought we played with great physicality and toughness. But um, we just need to make another couple shots. I thought we had some some shots around the basket we need to get in, and certainly could have made another three or two. So there you have Brad Brunell, and you can tell he's kind of he's kind of at a loss for words as to why this keeps happening when they're playing as well as they are offensively, but he doesn't address the defensive side. Well, I mean, I, I'm trying to think where I want to go because, like I said, the first four words, oh man, oh man, <laughs> and, and you feel that. I mean, we you know middle of the year when we started this thing, we first started conference play, both schools. It was almost like the same press conference from different coaches. They were both dejected by the Pats. Here's my thing. I, like I said, I think the only thing I can blame him on in this game, this was they played a physical basketball game. And P.J. Hall had one foul. <laughs> That's what surprised me. Now, he also was 6-for-12 uh, from the field, which surprised me as well. But, like I said, when the game's on the line – and you're at your home place, you got to look for a guy that the fans love to get the ball to, be it Shefflin, be it Gerard, be it P.J. Hall. And I just felt like the wrong guy had the ball in his hands at the wrong time at the end of the game. That's the only fall I got in the game, other than they lost yeah. that game. So. All right. Well, uh, it doesn't get any easier tomorrow night. they got to go up to the Dean Dome, 7 o'clock, take on the Tar Heels. It'll probably be on the ACC Network, so you can probably tune it in there. It might be the hottest team, actually, other than South Carolina. Two Carolinas are probably two hottest teams. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Especially with North Carolina coming off the butt whipping a Duke that they just came off with, uh, you know, in Duke. So, North Carolina's hot. And and Baycott's. He's he's still pushing and huffing for player of the year. So maybe that can can work to your advantage. Get up here and put some defense on him and uh, get a P.J. Hall on him and he can't score points. And then that kind of shuts that mouth down a little bit. But that's a difficult game. Let's just, just not make no bones about it. Um, it's another one in places that, that you have there's not ghosts won in there. Years. <laughs> there's whatever you want to call it, man. Stan's not here to say go get to the high priest and take him with you. But it only takes that first one, Tom. You win that first game there, then you may win a lot more there. You just got to break the ice and get that win. And why not against one of the hottest teams there? Because, like I said, man, you got players. You got all your players are in double figures, but one out of your starters, man. You're playing good, and the kind of game you played against Virginia, that's what beats North Carolina. You let North Carolina get on that ninety to a hundred to hundred. They, I thought it was going to score one hundred twenty on Duke because they wanted to run with them. 
and that's not how you can play them. And I know Clemson's going to play defense. Um, They're going to force it to be a half, a half and that's court what it game, has to be because it it gets out of that. Um, you know, Does, Jeff Cable. I mean, um, who is uh, Hubert Davis is the coach at North Carolina. Tell you, Matt, son's coming in. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they're going to be ready to run the ball. And, I mean, Clemson and, and Coach is going to just settle it down and play that half court, like you say, and if they can do that and they can keep it around what this was, um, they may win this game. I mean, I wouldn't be stunned. Offense is going to struggle, I think, here early on because North Carolina, we, we heard uh, Parrish talk about the length that they have, that South Carolina has. It's more so at North Carolina. It is. Um, those guys are extremely long, those three down underneath. And you've got some tall guards to go along with it as well. So it's going to, it's going to you know, take a little bit of time, I'm guessing the first three to five minutes, to kind of figure out what they can do offensively. Defensively, they've got to stop the drives. Um, that's where North Carolina has just been dominant. I think you're, here's your matchup, I think, because I've got it I don't have the, that game written in. Baycott's going to probably draw a Shefflin. Mm-hmm. Probably, uh, Harrison Ingram in down low is going to probably get PJ Hall. Now I'm going to just tell you the Duke stats for another night. Baycott 25, 10 and five, double double. Harrison Ingram 21, 13 and one, double double. R.J. Davis is the key to this game. So I'm going to go out and just tell you right now. He only scored 17. He had two rebounds and five assists. If you can hold Davis to under 20, and let these other guys play their game. That's the way you can beat them because this is your guard that plays a strong forward also that comes up. Um, so defense, that's where you win this game. But like I said, those are the three guys you got to worry about because they they went off on Duke. Duke didn't have an answer for, for any of those guys. <laughs> didn't have any sights uh, whatsoever. Right. It was a really good game. Should be a fun one tomorrow night. We'll follow along, give you more details. Hey, Thursday's going to be a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about the wrestling because it's going to be huge what goes on tonight. So we'll uh, update you on that. If you get a chance to catch it or hear about it, uh, tune us in on Thursday. We'll give you all the details on what's going on with Dixie 96 and Greenwood as well. But Super Bowl is coming up this Sunday. Uh, we'll give you a few details on what's going on. I know you've already started looking at the line. Lines, um, and some of the weird stuff that's been going on uh, as far as the betting and what they're betting on. Of course, corn toss is always one of the favorites. That's the $1 million bet every year, first bet every year, and it's the same guy every year. It's the $1 meal. I'm waiting on the one about will Kelsey propose if they win. That's yeah. what I might put money on myself. <laughs> <laughs> would it be a yay or an A? Uh, I would say yeah because I want to tell you will. something. Him, ugly, him and his brother ain't the prettiest old boys. They're like me, man. You better take but what you can But they haven't been dating that long But here's the all. thing. You take what you can get, and she's a $20 billion lady. I, if it don't work out, man, don't, you go, don't just don't sign a prenup, <laughs> brother. But, yeah, I think it would happen. because, And I think I will tell you this. The whole world would be torn upside down if that happened. You wouldn't even hear the score of the Super Bowl the next day. You would only see the on him on one, or maybe she gets on her knee because he's already, you know, he, he's not, a, he's a swift already. He, he he lost his Kelsey hood with me, but I think that would be. You wouldn't hear about Super Bowl if they were to get engaged. That's all it would be about was the engagement of the century, I guess you would say. So, all right, I don't we'll see it. if TNT becomes it. a reality or not. Yeah, That's but we good. were told today Roman said it's TNT, <laughs> so it's dynamite. So, and it may explode at Super Bowl. <laughs> right. I want to thank Howard Corley for allowing us to come here at Howard's on Main. Invite you to come on by. Take, uh, bring your friends, uh, bring your family, uh, take whoever you want to, and come on out. They've got some great food for breakfast and for lunch as well. Great music, entertainment afterwards. You want to find out what's going on here at Howard's on Main? Where do you need to go, Chris? Check his page, Howard's on Main page on Facebook. 
and I usually I share everyone that, that Caroline puts up. So keep doing what you keep what doing what you're doing, man. It's a great place to come. Uh, the only thing I had to ask him about is Valentine's. <laughs> yeah, that's a week away. Yeah, so I don't know if he's got anything planned for that. But go to the website and he'll tell you yeah or nay. Give you all the details. All right. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us. We'll be back on Thursday. Enjoy the games. Go out and see the rustling matches. Uh, cheer on. The teams from around the Lakelands will be rooting for them as well. He's Chris Cox. I'm Tom Carroll. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys.